Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of History with Soumya. I am Soumya, a former journalist and an all-time connoisseur of stories. In the first season of this podcast, we will be exploring the stories, the folklore and the history of eight Indian cities that have carved a distinct identity of their own in our culture. Cities that have their own unique epithets. And the very first city that we will be traveling to today is Lucknow, the city of Nawabs. The reason I chose Lucknow to begin my journey through the pages of time and history is because I have always felt that the city, which is the state capital of Uttar Pradesh, never gets its due when it comes to being counted as a coveted tourist spot in India. Competing with the grandeur of Ganga Aarti in Varanasi, the hustle bustle of the national capital Delhi, and the romance of Taj Mahal in Agra. Lucknow somehow never gets the spotlight it deserves as a city worth visiting in Uttar Pradesh. But Lucknow has so much to offer beyond the oft-quoted pehle aap pehle aap jokes. It is the city of Tehzeeb, the land of Ganga Jamuna culture. There is a fascinating story in every fabric of Lucknow, be it the food, the fashion, the language or the monuments. And Lucknow happens to be my birthplace. So how could I not talk about it, right? First things first, how did the city get its name? There are several theories that have done the rounds over the years, but two of them hold more prominence over the others. One of the theory is that it was named after Maharaja Lakhanbhar who ruled the region in the 10th or 11th century. As per local folklore, Maharaja Lakhanbhar's fort used to stand at the very spot in Lucknow's chalk where the famous King George's Medical University is now located. Legend has it that the Maharaja's wife's name was Lakhnavati. And thus, for a brief period of time, the city was also known as Lakhnavati. Maharaja Lakhanbhar was regarded as a courageous soldier who fought till his death against Syed Salar Masood Ghazi's army in a valiant bid to defend the fort. If the local stories are to be believed, soldiers of Ghazi's army chopped off the Maharaja's head during the war. But the headless torso of the king continued to wield the sword and managed to kill several of the enemy soldiers. The second theory, and which actually happens to be the more popular one, dates back to the mythological era of the Suryavanshi dynasty. According to this, Lord Ram, who was the ruler of the Ayodhya kingdom, gave the control of this particular region to his younger brother Lakshman. Hence the story goes that it was Lakshman who laid the foundation of the city near the banks of Gomti river which came to be known as Lakshmanavati and in later years as Lakshmanpur or Lakhanpur and finally Lucknow But it was not before the 18th century that the city became a prominent hub in the region and when it finally flourished as the Nawabuka Shahar or the city of Nawabs. 
In the 1700s, the Mughal emperors had started appointing viceroys, known as Nawabs, to manage the administration of the region. The city of Lucknow started growing under the leadership of Muhammad Amir Sadat Khan, who was appointed as the Nawab of Awadh in 1732, and later truly thrived under the aegis of Asafuddaula, the fourth Nawab of Awadh. In fact, there is a very peculiar story of how Lucknow became a distinguished city of the region while being governed by Nawab Asafuddaula. In 1775. Asafuddaula shifted the capital of Awadh from Faizabad to Lucknow which truly changed the fortunes of the city. What was the reason behind this decision you ask? Well, Asafuddaula apparently took the decision on a whim after he decided to get away from his dominating mother in Faizabad. Imagine a city's fate changed for the better just because a son couldn't get along with his mother. When I say that Asafuddaula's reign completely transformed Lucknow's destiny, it is not an exaggeration. I'm very sure most of you must have heard of the immensely popular tundi kebabs of Lucknow. And if you haven't, then just know that they are juicy, gloriously tasty melt-in-the-mouth minced meat kebabs and are an integral part of Avadi cuisine. Well, if you are a fan of tundi kebabs or would ever like to try one, then you should perhaps thank Nawab Asafuddaula for their very existence. So, as for history books, up until the 17th century, kebabs used to taste chewy and would be rough in texture. And like any other food-loving ruler, Nawab Asafuddaula used to relish his kebabs. However, when age started catching up to him and he began losing his teeth, he realized that he needed to find an alternative to satiate his kebab cravings, something that would not require him to chew anything. Thus, the royal court is said to have organized a contest where the winner who made the most tender kebabs would win the privileges of the royal patronage. The winner of this contest turned out to be Haji Murad Ali, who had lost one of his arms. Since the Hindi slang word for someone who is one-armed is tunde, the winning dish came to be known as <laughs> you guessed it, tunde ke kebab, which basically means tunde's kebabs. In fact, Nawab Asafuddaula was also responsible for creating another Lucknow landmark, the Bada Imam Bada and the labyrinth inside it. called Bhulbhulaiya. The Padai Mambara, located in the heart of the city, was built as a shrine or a place where Shia Muslims assembled to perform Muharram rituals. However, it served a greater purpose for the people of Lucknow. Actually, in 1784, a devastating famine had struck the Awadh region, resulting in massive unemployment. In a bid to provide employment to people of all class in the region, the Nawab decided to build the grand structure in the city. Historians believe that it took almost 11 years to complete the construction of the Bada Imam Bada, which consists of the massive Asafi Mosque, the Bhulbhulaiya, and a step well or bauli. Local legends say that the common folks were employed during the day to construct the building. 
while at night the noblemen and members of the elite class were tasked to break down and destroy everything that was built during the day no wonder it took 11 years for them to complete the structure today when you walk the lawns of the asafi mosque or navigate the treacherous corridors of the bhul bhulaiya it is hard not to marvel at the magnificent architecture as well as the ingenuity of the nawab to provide for his people By the way the Badai Mambara contains a large vaulted chamber where the tomb of Asafuddaullah is placed the chamber is considered as the largest hall in Asia which has no additional support of beams or pillars Interestingly the beautiful Rumi Darwaza which is located near the Badai Mambara was also built during the reign of Asafuddaullah It is said that the Rumi Darwaza was in fact modeled after the gate in Istanbul known as Bab Humayun. Perhaps that is why it is also known as the Turkish Gate. Lucknow also happens to be the home of the tallest clock tower in the nation. It is the Husainabad Clock Tower. It was built by Nawab Nasiruddin Haider in 1881 and its design was said to be inspired by that of the Big Ben in London. By the way, the chicken curry, which is the popular style of embroidery work originating from Lucknow, was also patronized by the Nawabs. While most of the popular legends credit Mughal emperor Jahangir's wife for introducing the art of chicken curry in India there is an equally interesting tale about how this particular style of embroidery reached Lucknow According to this folklore a traveler who was passing through the villages of Lucknow asked for water from a farmer Pleased by the warm hospitality given to him by the farmer and his family the traveler decided to repay him However, since he had no money to give away, he decided to teach the art of chicken curry to the farmer, thus ensuring that the beautiful art found a home in this Avadi city. And that has been the history of our city Lucknow. I'm very sure that there are many more folklores and urban legends regarding this North Indian city. that i probably missed out on talking about if you know of any such stories or come across such a story of this city or any other city of our country don't forget to drop me a message on my instagram handle at historywithsomya and i will meet you the next time with captivating tales of yet another city until then stay safe and stay happy you were listening to history with somya